This episode of Sessionable is brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group, who provide a whole bunch of awesome beer-related services, including brewery tours, walking tours, and events packages. Dave now runs half- and full-day bus tours in Canberra, which means he can get a behind-the-scenes look at the ever-expanding beer landscape of the nation's capital. Check out info on that and more from Dave's at daves.com.au. All right, on with the show. Sessionable. Welcome to Sessionable. We're sitting here at the Tap House and we are here with an awesome guest. Uh, we got Wade Hurley from Capital Brewing. Welcome, hey, Wade. Thanks for having me. So, um, Liam, Wade and I have just finished Ale Stars. Uh, I had a good time. Did you have a good time, Wade? I had a great time. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect and it turned out, well, I mean, it was really cool. Everyone was really into the conversation actually knew what they were talking about. So, being a brewer, I've been to tons of these meet the brewer kind of things where you stand up and talk in front of people and, you know, half the time people are just staring at you, not knowing what you're talking about and just waiting for you to stop talking so they can go back to drinking their beer so it was really (laughs) nice to have like a conversation have people asking really interesting questions and you know having good conversations with everyone so I had a great time Guy mentioned it was uh, was, was, so it was Guy and Steve's last one as owners of the the local tap house in Darlinghurst he mentioned it was tap it was uh, Darlinghurst Ale Stars number 99 yeah Um, one away they almost broke 100 I know well it's it's, I I like that um, the next era yeah yeah like it's the next hundred starts. We closed right? out an era. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I like I it. Yeah. So we're going to have a little bit of a background noise because we're kind of like in the middle of them closing down the bar. So yeah. um, Adrian can deal with that in post. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> he, look, he looks very happy about it. <laughs> um, so we are, we're drinking one of your beers, Wade. Yeah. Uh, and um, it is, I think I, I told you this during Ale Stars and I'll, I'll repeat it now. It's my favourite yeah. um, of the awesome. Castle beers. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what we yeah, are Yeah, so this is the first track. It is a coffee stout, and we do it with our good friends, a collaboration with our good friends and coffee roasters up in Canberra called Barrio. And they, it was a true collaboration. When we brewed this beer, they had the idea of throwing beans in the actual boil, um, which I was skeptical about first because I thought it might give off a lot of bitter flavors or maybe even vegetal flavors from boiling the coffee beans, especially full coffee beans. Yeah. Um, and I've found that before in some coffee beers, you can get like a, a capsicum, like green, bell peppery, vegetal, savory. Nope. Yeah, and I really don't like that, especially in stouts. So I was really nervous to brew this beer. And so they brewed us, uh, or, or they, they gave us a special bean that was really light roast. Um, and we threw it in the Whirlpool. So it was only about six kilos per batch in a 20 barrel batch for about 10 minutes. Um, and then we popped it right out, and then we also throw some cold brew in once it's done fermenting. And we also throw some oats in the beer to kind of give it some body. It's definitely got that luscious mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that works good with the coffee too, because the coffee is kind of acidic, and it works with the the oats kind of to balance it out a bit. So I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out. We used a lot of chocolate wheat in it, which was the first time I've ever used it. And I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's got that great balance of non-astringent coffee, yeah, um, which is really cool, and yeah. that um, that nice. It's got a kick to it, like it's, yeah. it's, it's like nice. in, a ca- in a caffeine way, not in a, right. in a roast way. Coffee. I was yeah. worried about going too overboard with it, yeah, exactly. and um, I've had this beer actually aged too. Like we had a couple of kegs from last year that ended up you know, getting lost or just not sold. So I had a year later, and I really thought, you know, when beers like this get oxidized, you get that that green pepper flavor, and it wasn't there. So I was pretty happy with the way it turned out, and it was one of the more, like, um, risky beers, I guess, that we brewed, where I didn't know how it was going to turn out, and it turned out pretty good. I, I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think what I like about this as a coffee stout is it's a stout you can give someone and not tell them it's a coffee stout, right. and it's uh, they, they're not necessarily going to pick it up straight away. Right. Once they like have a couple of tastes of it, get halfway through their glass, and kind of deconstruct some of the layers they're getting, they might start to think of coffee. But it's it's not super in your face coffee, right. which which again, which which means that it doesn't deteriorate in the same yeah, way. Yeah, um, which I love. Yeah, um, I think it's all about balance, you know, with all yeah. beers, you know, even even your big hoppy beers and stuff like that. It's nice to have a balance in there to make those beers more drinkable. Or you know, how are you going to session a beer that's just too over, you know, powering and you know one way or another? Yeah. So I think this one kind of. Checks all the the marks or well whatever. tonight throughout Ale Stars that we noticed that was a a, a bit of a yeah. common theme throughout uh, all your beers was yeah. they were they were all just really well balanced yeah all, and all re- very um, sessionable uh, regardless of strength necessarily just like right. nice and easy right. to drink um, right yeah and I think that's a, being a brewer that's one of the harder things to accomplish you can throw tons of hops in any beer and you know it'll taste good but it'll be It'll be really hoppy, you know, and it's nice to be able to have a balanced beer that you know most people can enjoy. And as we move along with Capital, we'll we'll be brewing more, you know, di- different styles and and really be able to once we have our brew house open, you know, brew some unique stuff, and it's going to be pretty exciting. So do, you, yeah. do you feel like that balance is a bit of a like a house character? Yeah, is for that, now, yeah, right now it is, and it's something we've been going into. Like when we discuss these beers, you know, as a team. You know, I'm the one brewing it all, but we talk about each beer between everyone, and and we we talk about what we want, and we want to make our beers you know approachable, especially like our core range beers, um, and eventually kind of move into the bigger, bolder beers, which we're going to do pretty soon now. So we're still building our brewery in Canberra, and um, we have our first brew scheduled. For the 10th of July, which is right around the corner from here. Yeah, it's coming uh, pretty, pretty soon. Yeah, so now that we have our own brewery and we're not gypsy brewing anymore, we're going to have um, you know, a lot more tank space to brew some you know fun beers. So That's Really exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it really is like a very pivotal point in capital's, is, yeah. capital's life at the moment. Like you're talking yeah. about the fact you're about to push water through the brewery tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. tomorrow is a big day. We're turning the power on, so... With this brewery, I mean, I moved out here in March of last year, um, and the original plan was to be brewing by November of 2006. It's now June of 2017, 2016, sorry. <laughs> that's what, a, that's what year is this? I've been out here for a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah. now, I mean, there are some breweries that have waited almost yeah. that long to get going. It feels like it's been that yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been like you know about eight months longer than we had planned, but I'm really glad we waited because the the brewery is really coming together well, and they've we've invested a lot of money and time into setting it up correctly, and we're going to be able to brew some cool stuff coming out of there and have a really nice cellar door and and twelve taps so you can come try it. You know, yeah, it's you show, it. Show keeps the different beers. It's, yeah, that's really exciting. I yeah, think it's, it's going to be an amazing cool. place. And we've already ordered you know four batch tanks. So the first tanks that we got were all double batch tanks. Now we got the four batch tanks coming. So. We're planning to brew a lot of beer, which is exciting. Very nice. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Capital, um, you're based in Canberra, but at the moment you're gypsy brewing yeah. mostly up here in Sydney. Yeah. yeah so we, we gypsy brew out of a couple of breweries, and we've been lucky enough to meet a lot of cool people and gypsy brew out of a lot of cool places. So most of our beer comes out of Harryman Brewing Company, which is in Cronulla. Shout out to Andy. Uh, he's the man. <laughs> 
And we've also done beers with Wayward, um, who are also great dudes. Sean's rad and Grifter, and those guys are the homies. So, you know, I've been lucky enough to brew at all these places, and it's really cool and interesting when you gypsy brew because you meet all these new people, and the thing I really love about brewing is you can never know everything there is to know about brewing. So whenever you go somewhere new, you, you learn something new by brewing on someone's system. And you just pick up, you know, little bits of information and, and little things about, you know, when you give them your recipe, they kind of change it to what their brew is, and you, you learn so much. So I've learned, you know, in this last, you know, year and a half or whatever I've been out here, I've learned so much um, compared to just being in one place and brewing over and over again. You know, and I'm, I'm really appreciative to everyone that's led us into their brewery, and it's, it's been awesome. Sydney has such a cool beer scene. I've met a lot of good friends here, you know, and I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of this and then bring everything i've learned back to canberra and brew some beers up there yeah um so you were talking about uh your thoughts on the sydney beer scene how do you how do you see canberra's beer scene evolving and uh because uh, i know it over the last even like what yeah. year it's it's changed a lot yeah um, and and i think uh rich from ben spoke has kind of put canberra on the map so he's been at wigan pen for a long time yeah i think wigan pen like there's not not even put canberra on the map it's put beer in australia on the yeah. map like He's kind of a legend out yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah big yeah, time. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. he's been one of the what was one of the first. Yeah, and he's been nothing but nice to us. He's been so helpful, you know, with weird little questions, you know, and recommending plumbers and welders and stuff like that. He's really excited to have us come to Canberra and you know he he's been awesome. So, you know, thanks Rich. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he's really helped us out quite a bit. And Canberra's seen it's, it's blossoming, you know, right now. There's Wigan Pen, um, Z Holtz, which is making some good beers. Um, Pact, which is a good gypsy brewer that's coming out of there. And then you also have... Well, I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, we, we mentioned Ben Spoke earlier. Yeah, ben Spoke. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Canberra's like... It's, 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 it's budding. And I know Dave's Tours is coming up, which is yeah. cool. And it's nice that, like, you know, with, with us opening up, people are starting to notice that Canberra actually has a, a beer scene. There's a lot of great bars out there, too. So... It, it it's just growing faster and faster. It's really I know it's like it's kind of like what you know a beer scene starts happening when there's coffee roasters, yeah, there's awesome breweries, and then once Dave's gets involved and starts doing tours, you kind of know it's it's yeah. it's coming along a little yeah. bit. And like yeah, from from a Dave's point of view, like it's it's really exciting to, to be watching with anticipation. And you know we've launched brewery tours in Canberra and like waiting for the guys like yourself to come aboard it's really going to take it up that next level and that's really yeah. exciting as well yeah I'm hoping more breweries pop open too like I hope Pack opens up a brewery out there like it'd be nice to see you know Canberra open up more and more places so it makes it kind of a destination like for I mean, even from a from a hospitality point of view not just from a brewery it's like there's some awesome venues and some awesome right awesome uh, bars and restaurants and we were talking before at Our Stars how um, my my feeling is is like the the local scenes getting behind local beer more than what's happening in Sydney. Um, yeah. Yeah. Canberra really has like uh, a love for local things, you know, because Canberra is kind of like an underdog mentality. I didn't know what Canberra was when I moved out here, to be honest. Uh, Did you know you were moving to Canberra when you came out here? Well, they, when I met Tom and started talking to him, so I, I met the, one of the investors while I was brewing for Coronado Brewing Company, and he told me, he's like, yeah, we're in Canberra. I had to Google it. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I was like, oh, it's the capital of Australia. I thought it was Sydney or Melbourne, because yeah. that's well, all you really hear about. Fair, I, think, I think most Australians don't know what Canberra is. <laughs> yeah. so. And then when you tell anyone you know, from Sydney or Melbourne that you live in Canberra, they're like, oh, yeah, I went there like on a school trip. And I yeah, went, went to Questacon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is tight. I went to Questacon. Yeah, yeah. How cool they is They had like a spider thing going on. It was really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you go there? Did you drop down the slide? Oh, I, that's that's did awesome. I drop down the slide? Did you yeah. drop down the slide? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, and that's what people always say. Quest the Con, the War Memorial, you know? I was like, well, there's a lot more to camera than that. Is there? And yeah. yeah, there is. Oh, no, there, is. Best no, there is. Capital. No, there is. I say yeah. that as a joke. I do. Because yeah, yeah. um, Liam and I think actually, Adrian, you came down as well, right? We, we were all down for the, the Canberra Beer Festival put on it by. Um, yeah. How good was that? That, that was, was awesome. Fun. That was yeah. great fun. Yeah. Um, we had heaps of fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a that was one of one of the best. It's a cool city, to. man. And for me, moving from the states out here, you know, it, I didn't know what to expect, and the people have been so lovely. And it was, you know, it being like a smaller city is easy to acclimate. And from my house where I live, I can take you know a ten minute jog, and I could hike up a mountain, which is really cool. I kind of yeah, love is, that awesome. yeah. that aspect where you know you're kind of like you know. In the bush, the bush capital, man. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. The bush capital. That's it. Yeah. So um, I just get too dizzy with all the roundabouts. The, there is. A, I did, the first time I went through a roundabout, it was funny. I was in one. Uh, you don't really have roundabouts in the states. No. As much. Yeah. And I was going way too fast, and I was driving with one of the investors, and he was so scared. I was too. <laughs> I like went through it like at like sixty k's or something. He's like, slow down. <laughs> I was going way too fast. I was like, what's this round thing? I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do I, I had go? to? I had to make a song because I didn't know what to do. So I have a little song when I go. It goes yield to the right, yield to the right, because I never know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> Look at your right, wait for someone. That's awesome. Still figuring out. <laughs> Feel free to use that song if you're up in camera. Yeah. Yield yeah, to yeah. the right, yield to the right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you mentioned before Coronado. Um, yep. You come from a, a fairly rich yeah. brewing background before yeah. coming to Australia. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I worked at Coronado for about three years, and I was lucky enough actually to work with them when we won the World Beer Cup. I actually didn't talk about that tonight. Mm, but in 2014, yeah. we won Best Mid-Sized Brewery in the World. So our Islander IPA won a gold medal, and our old Scallywag Barley Wine won a silver medal. Yeah, and it, Coronado is cool. So Coronado has been around for a long time, and they're just a little brew pub on Coronado Island. Um, and then they opened up a production facility. And before that, I had worked at Green Flash. Um, so I got you know started at Green Flash, washing kegs, filling kegs, working the bottling line. You know, worked my way up to doing some stuff in the cellar. And then when Coronado opened up their um, new brewing facility, I knew their head brewer through playing in punk and metal bands with his old band. And we had seen each other, you know, before through shows and bands and stuff like that. And I started seeing them all the time at different brewers meetings and stuff like that. So. We started talking, and when he told me that they're opening a new production facility, he offered me a job there, so I took it. Shout-outs to Ryan. And, man, I loved working there. It's such a great company to work for, and that's you know kind of where I got my chops brewing. I started production brewing there. I also did, you know, did everything there, helped on the bottling line, you know, dry hop beers, did a little bit of everything, which is, I think, so good for any brewer you know, to have your hands in everything and see the beer from start to finish which is what I'm doing now. I'm really the only person involved with brewing at this point. So to have that training and background, is, it's really helped me out quite a bit. And yeah, I worked there for about three and a half, four years before I met Tom, who's one of the investors for Capital. And uh, yeah, I made my way out here. Awesome. So, yeah, two great places, you know, to, to learn. Like I, I love Green Flash's beer and Coronado's beer. And yeah, it's really good people too. Yeah, bo- both those breweries came to Australia uh, a couple of years ago and yeah. around the same, pretty much the same time, around the same time, right? and yeah. I'm no longer kind of distributed. Yeah, I've, I've never seen Green Flash but, they, here, but, but when were... I've talked to a lot of people, like Green yeah. Flash is pretty well known. I think I, I still yeah. have a bottle of Rayon Verde. 
in my Ooh. cupboard from probably like five or six years ago. We had to uh, get rid of bought like about 10 pallets of that beer that because there was two over carbonated and they're all gushing so we had to smash i had two yeah. i had two bottles i drank one recently and it was tasting awesome so yeah I'm, yeah i really love yeah. that beer too so yeah, when they're getting rid of it i got to take cases and cases and cases of it home yeah uh, <laughs> it's nice. too bad but like it, it still tasted fine it just was super foamy yeah yeah i mean i think both those beers especially in australia are held in a very high pedigree because yeah. um because they came out and they came out oh, I, I can't remember who distributed them but they were they came out and they were tasting great. Yeah. Uh, and it, for me especially, it came out at a time when I was like just pushing into like trying a bunch of stuff. So it, right. for me, both of those breweries, Green Flash and Coronado. Yeah, like, we were talking earlier yeah. about how, and I had kind of realized this the hard way. I was super excited, you know, seeing my old roommate work for Stone, you know, seeing Stone and Sierra Nevada and Alesmith and Coronado and all those beers out here. But when you try them, you know, a lot of them are old and it's they don't really hold up that well just because the way, you know, yeah. the amount of travel mm. they've gone through. So I can see... It's it's a hard thing to do, I think, to import beers from the states, knowing that by the time it gets here, the the beer is kind of compromised. So yeah. I, I wish there was a better way. Yeah. So, well, there is a better way, and that's to contract brew your beer in that country. Oh right? yeah. like, no, just drink local beers. Well, that's like, that's the best way. Like, yeah. yeah, and this is the thing. Like you know, five six years ago, we didn't have the plethora of local breweries making awesome beers that we, that we do now yeah um the number of breweries making beers has greatly increased the quality of those beers i believe has has got a lot better over that last five six years as well so we don't need to have a west coast ipa from the west coast us unfortunately right. because we can have them here in a much better I, condition i don't even think that's unfortunate it's like you should support your local brewery you should support 100%. your local market you're getting better beer yeah. and you're not paying as much either yeah. so you know it, it it's you know, it is kind of sad. Like you want to have those beers, but they're—it's almost a good thing because have them from the source. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah. it makes it yeah. more exciting, and it, it does kind of push you more towards drinking whatever's local, which is great for you know us and you know every yeah. other brewery here in, in, in Australia. So. Yeah, I think you know, and the, the conversation becomes you know about what's not where this beer from, but what's the freshest beer or what's tasting right. really good at the moment. What's, what's yeah. the best beer right now? Like, yeah. what, what, what beer is freshest and tasting great? Like, that's the... That's my... I Yeah, that's my yeah. biggest question is, like, uh, whenever I go somewhere and I look at the tap list, I, I don't I don't care really what the tap list is. I just ask the bartenders, what's, right. what's good? Right. What's that, you know? One thing I've noticed with Australia, especially once Gabs rolls around, is Australia is super experimental. Like, and I think Gabs is kind of... Gabs has pushed that. Pushed that really. really hard, but it's super interesting. There's some beers out here that people have told me, I'm just like, what? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. You don't hear of these beers at all in the States. Like, and it's kind of cool. Like, I think that's a testament to Australia. It's like, people want to try something new and exciting. Yeah, and then you're go, pushing right? the boundaries. Yeah. 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 Which is great for me being a brewer because, like, I can know that, you know, I can brew something pretty crazy that in the States it probably wouldn't sell that well. But out here, like, people would be willing to yeah. try it and are excited to try it. Yeah. And, like, on that note as well, like, you know, we had four beers tonight mm-hmm. um, from a steam ale to a pale ale to a red IPA to the coffee stout. Right. Some pretty vast styles of beer yeah. and like you know you're definitely not labeling yourself as a hot forward yeah i think you you have a nod to hot forward yeah. beers but you're not a hoppy brewery or yeah um, not yet 
Not yet, yeah. not yet. Um, but yeah, but where where do you see that going um, with, uh, with you know, know, having your own brewery? I'm and- a hophead, and brewing at breweries like Coronado and Green Flash, yeah. like I've you know it's been in trained right? in the art of hop. Yeah. Uh, I remember but, the first time I had Pallet Wrecker. That was a uh, oh man, the- bottling days, <laughs> bottling Pallet Wrecker always got a little sloppy because you yeah. know you get some low fills out and then you drink those and <laughs> next thing uh, yeah, oh, yeah that room would smell. I love that beer. It's such a good beer um i hopefully i want to brew some more ipas i was talking to you guys earlier and i kind of want to do like a, a quarterly ipa that hopefully we can package at some point once we get our own canning line um anywhere from you know a rye ipa to a uh double ipa i you know i want to dabble in the new england style ipa i've yeah. never made one i've also really never tried one i, I kind of left the states right when that blew up so i'm excited to try them and i'm I'm really interested as a brewer at first i was so anti um new england style ipa i was like man these guys don't know how to filter beer (laughs) (laughs) they they forgot to rack the yeast out but now like from all the feedback i've heard and talking to other brewers and other people like it's a really interesting style so i i want to brew one i want to i want to brew tons of you know all sorts of different styles so now that the brewery is open you know we're gonna have 12 taps and be able to brew lots of fun stuff so I'm excited. Like I've been brewing kind of the core range for the last year and a half and dialing those beers in, which has been really fun and educational for me. And now I get to kind of like uh, yeah, bit. shine a little bit and yeah. do some funky, weird stuff. And oh. we want to do a sour program and up in Canberra, there's so many great wineries. And access they have to access and to barrels yeah. and you know, talking to the different vintners out there that are onto some cool stuff. Like these guys are using like ceramic eggs to ferment, you know, their yeah. wild beers. Like they're on some next level yeah. shit, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, to, to access some of their knowledge and use the barrels and, and I'll, yeah, I want to do some sour stuff. I want to use some spirit barrels and, you know, have some, some big, bold, funky beers. Man, it's exciting times ahead. It, it is. And then always have the core range, you know, to kind of back it up too, because when it comes down to it, you know, I'm drinking more Coast Ale probably than any other beer, you know, just because it's sessionable and super easy to drink. Um, and it's, it's a nice, you know, it's a, it's a, tasty beer so it'll be fun to you know brew all the different styles and we should say you've just put um your coast ale and your yeah. trail pale ale in cans and the cans so we just canned last week with east coast canning which are great dudes um we I have east coast canning is probably one of the most influential good. people in the australian beer industry in the last that guy <laughs> had a last, great like, business six, model six it's really taken yeah. off like, i can't believe how he's gone all around the country like he's done you know tons of breweries in victoria and you know new south wales and everywhere so good for him and yeah. they're really nice guys and they work with you and they're excited they're, they all love craft beer they're all home brewers um, and, and by all accounts like, yeah, they, they know their stuff as well like that yeah. You know. yeah so it's really good to get that out there too for us being a new brewery and not even having our own brewery yet to have like nice packaged beer it makes selling beer a lot easier you know when you can kind yeah. of show up and like before we were just you know giving samples out of like a, a home brewer's like bottling gun and you bring it to people <laughs> and they're like yeah. like what are you like what are you guys you know <laughs> so now that we have it kind of in a package it's nice and I think people with brand recognition will see the cans which yeah. will you know yeah. hopefully inspire them to buy it on draft awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we usually end the podcast with a recommendation segment yeah so recommending a beer you like and then recommending literally anything else you like so we just do two so beer and a non-beer it's just a throw you on the last I'm currently watching Fargo season two so that's, that's an awesome recommendation there we go yeah. and I watched like I had to so I was watching it on Sunday and I had to wake up early to go brew I was in Canberra I had to go brew in Sydney 
and I was like, God, I was binge watching. So I made it to like the third to last episode, and I was like, I have to go to bed. It's like midnight. I have to wake up at four in the morning. It was really bad. It's like such a cliffhanger, though. Like, like I feel like that season got episode, so much but that's better. That's such as a sign of a good uh, TV yeah. show. When I'll, I'll yeah. go, go, yeah. When you when you when you looked at it, you watch it like. Oh. What yeah. the fuck? What yeah. time is it? Like I, I don't really yeah. like, don't realize how many episodes you're going through. So Tom, uh, do you have a, a non-beer recommendation? Um, I do actually. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's not a full podcast. It's a it's just one episode of a podcast. Although the podcast is great, um, it's an episode of the podcast. It's NPR's All Songs Considered, and the mm. episode is uh, it's called Why Remix Sergeant Peppers, uh, and it's <laughs> talking it's talking about the so it was Sergeant Peppers like fiftieth. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, uh, Lonely Hearts Club Band's 50th anniversary this year. So they did it. They put out a stereo remix of it, um, and it's talking to the producer of it, who's the son of George Martin, the Beatles producer, yeah. and he produced this remix of it. And he's kind of going through it and comparing it with the original stereo, the original mono, and then the new stereo, and kind of going kind of the differences. It's really cool. That's so that's cool. that's my recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine would be I actually just recently started binge watching, um, and I'd never really watched it probably before. Was Rake. Yeah, Rake's Have good. you ever seen Rake? No. So Rake, um, it's an Australian TV show, and it's loosely based on a real... A real barrister. Yeah, like bar- a, so a real lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. And yeah. he's like this lawyer who's My from Sydney. My parents know him. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a, like a real guy. Yeah, he's a real guy, and he was like fucking like, you know, racking up lines, cocaine, going to rehab, like... Living the dream. You know, massive yeah. gambling <laughs> debt. Into organized crime, but also yeah. like a lawyer and wow. like yeah, cool. So it's it's really cool. So there's like three seasons of it. I think it's I'm on very the funny. third the, season the now. The first episode has Hugo Weaving playing a cannibal who had permission from his victim, and that's like yeah. the that's so, the first. Ep- it's so good, and it's all like he like, everyone hates him because he defends like all the the, the bad really people. bad people. Yeah, but yeah. So basically, his first client is a guy who like ate someone, but his case was like no, the wow. guy actually gave me permission to eat him. Because, oh. like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, if you ever watch it, um, it was actually, it out. Yeah, it's actually on TV, in, it's actually on TV in the States as well, and they actually remade there's, it. There's a, there's a US yeah. version with Greg Kinnear as the as yeah. Rake, which is so weird. So, it's on Stan, I think, at the moment, if anyone's oh, no, yeah. I just got Check Stan. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Rake, Rake's cool. Yeah, awesome, I'll check uh-huh. it out. Yeah. Do you have a, uh, what, what's, uh, what's a beer that you're digging at the moment? Oh, man. So, I want to say Harry Man's Dark Ale. Yeah, I actually uh, yeah, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. He's doing, you know, he's kind of, he doesn't really get out of caring about Cronulla too much, but that beer is so good, man. It's crushable, and no one's really just making a straight-up dark ale, you know. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty light, and it's, it's full-flavored, but it's, you know, light in body, and you can, I have had three of them today while I was brewing, you know. It's a, it's a great beer, so... I don't think a lot of people even know about Harry Man because he's doing mostly contract brewing for a lot of other great breweries. I think if, like, but, I think we we're talking before about if yeah. people actually knew the bees that are coming out of Harry yeah. Man from other breweries, it'd be it's like, kind of a sleeper, man. Like yeah. I think people and they aren't really like putting it out there too much. So I think they're going to keep growing more and more. But that's a great beer. He makes also another uh, a really good lager too. It's hard for me to choose one. I just want to like yeah. plug all my buddies' beers, yeah. but you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, would, I would go with that one. Yeah, fair enough. Harry man. Check it out. Um, I'm going to recommend the Mismatch um, Evil Archie's Red red IPA. Yeah. Um, mm. I've been enjoying that. I've, en- I've enjoyed that for, for ages, but I uh, had one earlier today and I was just like, oh, I just I just love it. I'm a big fan of um, red IPAs, not be reds, nice. you know. Yeah. Big, big fan of yours. But, uh, so both yeah. evil red IPAs. Yeah, exactly. Both evil red IPAs. I always get them mixed up as Keeping well. Keeping it safe, um, <laughs> uh, I love that the the alcohol that they put on it, and, and you know, I, I just hope the tax man doesn't come and knocking for them. But six point six six, they, uh, they say. Yeah, nice. and I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I try and mash all my beers in at 66 points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do, you, um, do you play music to your beers? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, for the first time, took a six-pack home in a long time because I haven't bought a six-pack of beers for ages. And I got the Bolter Pilsner. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I really dig a good Pilsner. I've and it's that. probably not my favorite style of pills. It's probably mm-hmm. not the most authentic, but it's a, it's a good crushing sure. beer. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, while we're talking about pills, actually, uh, here at the Tap House, they've got the Stomping Ground Hook Turn Pills, I think. Yes. Uh, and I, I had one of those earlier. And yeah. I, I thought it was really, really tasty. I had a chance to go to Stomping Ground when I was in Melbourne yeah. for Gabs. And, and I, I love what they're doing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Anyway, um, so uh, wait, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thanks um, for having me, guys. Thank, thank you for, for uh, the double shift yeah. tonight. Yeah, Ale yeah. yeah. Stars yeah. and the, yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, let's go drink more beers. Yeah, hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> thanks. Sessionable. Thanks for listening to today's episode, which has been brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group. If you're strapped for time because you've been listening to this podcast for too long, they've got a great new thing they're calling the 2 by 2 Evening Tour. Two of Sydney's best breweries in two hours with loads of beer included and a pub meal at the end just to seal the deal. It's excellent value and doesn't take up a lot of your time, so get amongst it. Hit up daves.com.au. See you later.